Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yes, indeed, it is the get right right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers. 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula alongside uh, the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Appreciate uh, Larry D. Flores for hanging on the ones and twos on this Friday evening. Victory Friday, mind you, as your Dallas Cowboys defeated the Seattle Seahawks 41-35 just last night, and you could you heard that here on 105.3 The Fan. Um, unfortunately, not a victory Friday for your Dallas Mavericks. They fall 108-94 to to the visiting Memphis Grizzlies. The woeful Memphis Grizzlies, mind you. This moves that the Grizzlies to 4-13 wow. on the night. Now, if you're looking to take some solace, remember Luka Doncic did not play in this game. He became a father today. Um Dante Exum also didn't play. That's not obviously as much of a big deal. Tim Hardaway Jr., one of uh, one of your scorers on any given night, also did not play. And so uh, you had a little bit of a rough go of it. We'll talk more about that here in maybe about um, maybe a next segment. We'll do that next segment here in about 20 minutes. We'll talk about the Mavs. And also if, you know, Jaden Hardy and Josh Green are really pieces that will be a part of a contending Mavs team. We'll do that discussion here. In about 20 minutes. But right now, we go back to your Dallas Cowboys because, look, man, coming into this game and really over the last month of Cowboys football, you've seen really good play from Dak Prescott and all these things. However, what has been the refrain that people keep coming back to? Maybe it's people that are some some level of critics or maybe, you know, maybe not just Cowboys, uh, you know, I don't want to say Cowboys fans because there are Cowboys fans who are maybe a little bit more, I guess, negative on what's happening right now. What do they keep coming back to, Blake? What is the thing that they say that, honestly, I think upsets you a little bit? Haven't beat a team over 500. Haven't beat a good team. Yada, yada, yada. Y'all heard me the other day go off about this whole goalpost narrative. So hopefully it's getting put to rest. Well, this is the thing, right? The idea of this team not beating any team over 500 was true until last night. Last night, you beat a team that was previously over 500. Now that team moves to 500. The Seahawks are now 6-6, six and six, correct? Um, mm-hmm. And so with that, they did, in fact, change that portion of the narrative. However, you saw the game. The defense did not play well. Did not. You had a lot of silly mistakes within the game. Obviously, there was a lot of flags. Some of those earned and some of those maybe not so much. And it took you till, you know, late in the fourth quarter to really get this thing done. And it came down to a few defensive stops. And you had Dak Prescott playing an incredible, an incredible game um, in order to get a six-point win against a Seattle Seahawks team that had been playing kind of poorly coming into this one and gave you what looked like one of their best shots 
um, of the season. And so that leads me to ask this question, Blake. Did this game do anything for that, that, you know, the allegations that this team can only really play up to bad teams? Yeah, I think it fueled it a little bit. I think the stretch is honestly going to be more important when we go to when Philly comes here, when we play the Dolphins, when we play Buffalo, the Lions. It's it's kind of all together. It's not really encompassing of one game. I think this is the right start to it. And myself, I'm guilty of this. I wanted it to be a blowout win and to show that we're going to blow up these good teams as well. But I think I will add the more time I had to sit and marinate on, I'm glad it was a close win because we finally had to come from behind at halftime. We have not trailed at home for a single second until that Seahawks game when DK obviously got out and ran the horses and took it to the house. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure that's the fastest fastest, fastest yep. time that's been recorded by Next Track Gen Star. Stats this year in the NFL. And so we had to see the resilience from the Cowboys, which we really haven't had to see. Either they got blown out by the Niners. We had the Cardinals game where we just played bad, weren't ready for it, and then the Eagles game that was close. Other than that, we've just smacked every team. So this is a team that's good, not great, not bad, and we had to come from behind. So I think that showed a lot of resilience. And might I say, very reminiscent of a team also in their division that has these come-from-behind wins. So I think when you kind of add that same type of win that the Philadelphia Eagles had, I think it was very important for us to get that type of win. Because I think if we'd have blown out the, the Seahawks, we'd be going into this game feeling a little different, feeling a little too confident. I'm glad it was a nail-biter, but I think it does help. Ooh, I, don't, I don't know that you can say that you go into the Philadelphia game feeling too confident. I'm just saying like your focus is there. Hey, we didn't play our best football. We got it. We have 10 days to get ready for the Philadelphia Eagles. We're not sure. just cruising by. And I feel like they were a little, not on cruise control where they weren't trying, just we were just killing all these bad teams. You had to come from behind in your home place sure. with a team playing better than you throughout the whole game, and you found a way on fourth down to make three consecutive stops. Now, obviously, I would have wished it had been a blowout or they won by 10 right. not made some calls, but it is what it is. Sometimes you got to just win a football game when you don't play your best on the defense side of the ball, and they That's did true. that. That's true. You do need to win a football game. I don't subscribe to the idea necessarily that, the that, hey, you need to have a tough win or a, you know a loss in order to get yourself together, especially because listening to a lot of these press conferences – they have been giving you the, we don't want to look ahead, we don't want to get ahead of things, we understand. Jerry Jones on these airwaves multiple times talks, continually brings up, honestly, unprovoked, talks about, yeah, but that game against Arizona, right? Like, they've been in that place now where it's like, look, ain't no more looking ahead of things. We got to take this one. I like it. And so the idea that you needed this to get it to that place, I don't know if I necessarily believe it. Now, um... Rock, rock with me here and tell me if you think I'm wilding or if you kind of see where I'm where I'm at. Last night, watching this game, I was like, I'm worried that this team is reaching unserious territory. Mm. And the reason why I say that is, in pre in previous years, we have seen this Cowboys team show all the potential of being a very good football team in this league. And the thing is, like, all right, are they going to be consistent? Are they going to, you know? Keep consistently be the team that we think that they can be um and then you get to the postseason and they show you that no they are not going to be consistent in that way even if they'll show up and play pretty well they will not be consistent um and this year what you've seen is in, in this game in particular you keep seeing um a lot of silly you know unforced errors so to say I understand that's more of a basketball or maybe a, even a tennis term but I think you understand, like, you have these instances where you do not need to shoot yourself in the foot, and yet you are doing that. And then, in, you know, earlier in the season where this team did not play well, obviously before the bye week, you could point to the offense had not been playing well. All right, the defense had been consistent. 
and giving you something. And now you had this change in the offense where you go, all right, now you put these pieces together and that's all good. Now you get the defense playing very poorly. Not just like, all right, this is a down game because down games are going to happen. And maybe you'd say, maybe you're willing to say this is just a down game because, look, defense is a very tough thing to do in the NFL. They're getting paid all those things, right? It feels it feels like this is unserious because, like, all right, one of these things, like every once in a while, someone's going to show up and not not show up rather. And you had the offense early on in the season. And now you had the defense in this game, and I'm starting to wonder: Is this team going to again find themselves in unserious territory where they're going to make this harder than they need to, and that's going to show up poorly against good teams? Now, obviously, this is all speculation. We're not in the locker room. I don't know what's going through their head, but I like how you added the offense had their lull. Now, the defense is kind of having their low the last two weeks, haven't been great, letting up a lot of points, a lot of yards. Hopefully, in this stretch, we can kind of figure out our true identity of what we are because I don't think we're a complete team yet. And if there's there's no bet, the best chance to figure that out is against good teams. We're going to figure out if we can stop the pass. And I think against these teams coming up, we're going to see the true testament of the Dallas Cowboys. And I like what I liked about Deron Bland was he got cooked in the first half. As we as we stated, yep. and it's very easy for a second year guy to get cooked, put his head down, say this is just not my night, mm-hmm. and he still made a play on the ball and got that interception. And I know we didn't convert it to points, and it didn't end up like being the game winning thing, but just on an individual sure level, convert it into points, didn't you? And an individual level, Deron Bland bouncing back says a lot for me. The team, so I'm sure. looking more at the attitude of how this team is carrying themselves mm-hmm. and. This is a Seattle Seahawks team that has had our number, that's played well in our stadium, and they found a way to get a win when they didn't play that well. Right. And so I think with the prep versus teams that are coming up, they'll be more prepared. I've liked McCarthy's initial schemes coming out. I think we have one of the best scripts where, you know, the first 10, 15 plays are scripted. We're going to run these no matter what, and then you go based on what the defense is doing. Wait, and say that one more time. You think they they have one of the best of those? I, I think how they come out the gate is is nice, personally. they I've seen a lot of first down first drives that have not been successful. I, but I'm saying the play calling. I, I, okay. I, I don't hate the play calling coming out the gate. It seems like they know what they want to do. Rewatching this last game, they feed CD often and early. They know mm-hmm. who their playmaker is. There's not like an indecisiveness. That's fair. I'm not in love with the Pollard between the tackles on first and first down. It's still, they still haven't found that groove. But the adjustment has been there, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see if they can do that against these top tier teams. Um, there's a few things, and we appreciate you getting involved on the program. Again, texting truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053 from the two one four. The offense still scored forty one points, which is something they didn't do against winning teams. Dak Prescott stood in a way that the offense you won expect, the problem. Like stood, and not just in a way that you expect him to do. Stood in a way that you talk about like stars in this league. Stand up and say, you know, he did his best get on my back boys impression because that's what I was looking at. Like, yo, he is deciding that they are going to win this game by hook or by crook. And then also also with the defense, they still came up and had those big fourth down stops on two different drives to make sure that they finish this one off. Right. I'm not trying to ignore those things. I'm just look, I'm trying to be as rigorous as I can with this. And EJL Viking on the Twitch points to this. You held them to 72 rushing yards, but that wide receiver trio was rough. Not going to get that every time. Except in the NFC, who are your competition? Who have we been talking about? San Francisco, we've been talking about Philadelphia. They got got receivers. Yeah, what are their wide receiver cores, right? Like, obviously, I really do believe that this is one of the better ones when we talk about DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, And then you have a quarterback that's willing to attack downfield and really get it to him. That's kind of what you're talking about with these other teams as well, mm-hmm. right? And so that's, with better run games, you you said it. And so look, I'm I'm 
I think that this did do something for the allegations, but clearly they're not. The allegations are not off the table. Not yeah. to say that, you know, they they're just allegations, right? Like you have all the opportunity and thankfully that's why, you know, that's what the games are for. That's why you don't play on paper, right? You get on the field, you get to prove this. Uh, but this is not a race. I, I don't think that this is going to race a lot of, you know, people's concerns. And even if I don't necessarily have those exact same concerns that, like, they can own. I, I think that you've seen good play out of both all three of these units. Great play, in fact, out of all three of these units. And they just have to put them together. My question is, are they putting all those things together? And I, I think it's interesting when people bring up that argument. They're acting as if Dak Prescott makes the schedule. We only played two 500-plus teams. Certainly. Until we just played the Seahawks. So it's not like we were winning, losing. We weren't playing them. Everyone's like, you haven't beat a team over 500. The only two teams we played over 500 happened to be in the NFC Championship game. During the regular season, offensive line a little banged up. Wasn't our best showing. Didn't play well. But we just didn't have another chance to play one. Now we're getting that chance to play the all plus 500 teams. And we got the first one done. A little gritty. And it's honestly just going to be this this Eagles game, Dolphins, Buffalo. It's going to be a test. Like There's really nothing more that we can prove until the, until the game happens. We'll see if they're up to the test. Yeah, I, look, I, I will give them credit for ultimately coming up big when they needed to because there's been Cowboys teams of the past where it feels like this game goes down as a loss. And, of course, that's like a counterfactual. I can't prove that per se. But based off of the field, I think you know what I'm talking Dak about. Dak is just not going to let his team lose when it's a tight game. I feel very comfortable with Dakota Ray and Prescott dropping back with the game on the line. Particularly this year. And he, I, yeah, and I couldn't have said that even even weeks one through four. I wouldn't feel confident. No, I mean, and that, I think that might have even spoken more to the offense than it is. And like, I feel very good now. I think there's a great, you know, it's a great pairing of what Dak Prescott is delivering in play and what the offense is that they've ultimately mer- you know put around him and the talent that he has. Because you talk about CeeDee Lamb playing at the height of his abilities. You talk about Brandon Cooks being fully integrated. You talk about Jake Ferguson looking like one of the better tight ends in this league, pass-catching tight ends, um, one that you can be confident in to catch the ball, one that you can be confident in to get extra yardage as well. Um, so, yeah, I, look, there's still more to be proven, and we all knew that. Also, one thing to not forget, that's the that was the third game in 12 days. Yep. Um, and I'm not giving them an out, but we knew that this was going to be a tough stretch having that condensed schedule, and they got out of it with three wins. Two, ga- two games with, against teams that were just – not very good, but on the back end of that, they had a little bit of a tough game. That honestly, if you handle your business better, I think it goes the way that you, we expected, where you don't, you know, you don't allow them to continue to get drives, you don't allow huge plays, and you end up with a game where you probably look a lot better. However, those things happen, you still manage to get a win. I got to give them some credit for that, but I'm not giving them the ultimate credit of saying we don't want to, you know, we don't have any more questions. And fun little tidbit, um, Jackson Smith from Texas, from Rockwall. Yes, sir. From Rockwall. Last time he played in the stadium, six touchdowns and absolutely. Oh, so you 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 you, you tamped it down. You held him. Is that what you're saying? And we held him down. He didn't have six tutties. <laughs> Someone is rolling their eyes so hard right now. He's got the Dallas Cowboys star, I think, on his bicep. I think I saw that. I didn't even know he had the star. So, you know, he. Maybe wanted to be a cowboy. We didn't draft him. Wanted to get his little get back. I thought he had a great game. So, yeah, containing that trio is not easy. And I wouldn't say we've had the best secondary. Deron Bland's pick sixes have kind of overshadowed it. But the secondary as a whole hasn't been great. And it's going to need to be against these elite wide receiver cores we're going to face. Deron Bland himself, over the last couple of weeks, the play has been a little shaky. Yeah. Um, But, of course, he still has that capability of getting his hands on the – break one, breaking on the football, getting his hands on the football – 
and getting turnovers. And that's one thing that was really nice is to see this defense, even if they're not playing well, can still get turnovers. And turnover margin and turnovers matter still in the NFL, you know, changing uh, possession and things of that nature. So we'll continue. Obviously, look, that's that's what the Cowboys season is, is continuing to monitor how this team plays, particularly against the best of teams and competition, because ultimately we say it time and time again, their their judgment is going to be based on if they can do this against the better teams and when in the times that matter, which is the postseason. Yep. And we continue on there um, as obviously not this Sunday. You obviously have this Sunday off because you played on Thursday, but next Sunday it gets real spicy where you'll take on the Philadelphia Eagles at AT&T Stadium. Um, and I'm ready. I'll be there. We're excited for it. We're real excited for it. First, though, Philadelphia has to play the Niners on Sunday, and I think we're all going to be watching really excited and mm-hmm. seeing what happens there. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, your Mavs fall to the Grizzlies. We'll discuss what happened there. And also, are Jaden Hardy and J- Josh Green really pieces that will be a part of the contending Mavs team? We'll do it next on The Fan. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It's getting good in Las Vegas, uh, where the Pac-12 championship is. 20-17 to 17 is the score in favor of the Washington Huskies. And they're midway through the third quarter, so we'll keep you up to date what's happening in the Pac-12 championship. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Atatula alongside Fan Phenom Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Larry D. Flores on the ones and twos, and thank you for rocking with us on this Friday evening. Uh, coming up next, we'll get a little sharing time in. Um, but your Dallas Mavericks were playing basketball tonight uh, without the star player on the team, the the main star player, I guess, Kyrie Irving did play, but Luka Doncic did not. He um, missed this game for personal reasons. Those personal reasons being his daughter Gabriella was born Girl dad. today. And so congratulations to Luka Doncic. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dante Exum also missed this game. And apparently that was too much to ask, even against the lowly Memphis Grizzlies. Your uh, The remaining Dallas Mavericks fall to the Grizzlies 108 to 94 actually I said it wrong I said that the Grizzlies were now in 4 and 13 they're now 5 and 13 they were previously 4 and 13 coming into this matchup and they're the only quarter that the Mavericks win in this one is the third 
which I anticipated them winning, but I thought might be a, a bigger, you know, bigger thing that might be able to uh, push them towards a comeback because it became it happened. It started early and it just kept going, didn't it, Blake? Yeah, it was not pretty. I mean, we're catching bits and pieces of it here at the studio, and when it would look close for a second, then it would be like not even like a five point gap. It would be like a 10, 15 point gap where we wouldn't score. And we're letting the Grizzlies go on a run. Desmond Bain, short stubbies. It was not pretty for the match. Defensive woes continue, but the real problem was the offense. They couldn't get nothing going. Yeah, uh, which is odd because this Memphis Grizzly team is an offensively deficient team, right? Uh, we know that John Morant, their star player, is on a 25-game suspension. And so that's some of their playmaking. They also traded away their you know previous backup point guard, Tyce Jones, and they got Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is also injured. And so they don't have a lot of playmaking um, options on this team. The one playmaking option that we know they have, I mean, they have Derrick Rose, but Derrick Rose just is not the same Derrick Rose of old. The one playmaking option that we know they have is Desmond Bain, and he put up 30 points, right? He had himself a game, and one of the things that was most frustrating is Desmond Bain is a great shooter. We anticipate that. TCU grad, shout out to that man. Desmond Gray, Bain is, an, is a pretty decent playmaker. However, Desmond Bain should not be torching you down uh, putting the ball on the on the floor, and he was just driving right by the perimeter defense of this team. Yeah, if he's going to torch you, it's because he's hitting catch-and-shoot threes or getting his, getting to his spots. If he's driving the ball on you, he'll get his drives every once in a while, but that's just... We, we had all of our interior guys. None of our interior guys were hurt, so not the greatest showing from Lively and Holmes and them boys and Grant Williams. And Derrick Dar- Jones Jr., Sorry. A lot of, lot of bad stuff on the, out there. Yeah, didn't mean to step on you there. Uh, Derek Lively didn't even get in foul trouble. Just a four-point yeah. game, um, five one. rebounds. And you know what this starts to look like to me is Derek Lively has that pick-and-roll, uh, he has that pick-and-roll, I don't know, feel. I don't know what the right word is with Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. That aura. Kyrie Irving isn't as much of that same thing, right? And so... It's tough because I look. I can't. I can't tell you exactly how he looked. We didn't watch the game as intently as we would have if we weren't on the air. However, that's really unfortunate that it feels like Derek Lively was not able to make the impact that you know he seems capable of when he's playing well. I mean, Derek Lively was a minus eight, if that is of any level of consolation. But because there were other players on this on the court, like. Derek Jones Jr., one of the better defenders on the team, a minus twenty three, which means he was just on the floor while a Giving majority of yeah, a more majority of the time while the Grizzlies were get scoring points. But all right, less focusing on this game. That's kind of anomalous. How often are you going to be missing all the guys that you were missing? Um, obviously, it's not it doesn't feel good, and it's not good that you lose against a team like that, even missing guys. However. What this game did provide is an opportunity to see more Jaden Hardy minutes, more Josh Green minutes. And this is a team, Blake, that in the Mavericks that this year feels like a gap year. Mm. I don't know that anybody anticipates that the Mavericks are definitely going to win a championship, even yeah. if you think that they might be able to contend a little bit in the in the playoffs. The idea is being this is a year that can get you to the next year where maybe then you can be a contender and whatever. And I think there's there's some evaluation of what needs to happen, right? The idea is Kyrie and Luka are mainstays. You think Grant Williams is definitely a part of your team once you're a championship contender. You think Derek Lively is definitely a part of your team once you're a championship contender. Those are the four that I think we all feel very confident about. 
the other guys on this team, I think are those are the questions that you need to be asking yourself. How do you then build the rest of the team? And obviously you have pieces and they're good for right now. But again, no, understanding in the NBA, sometimes pieces have to be interchanged or whatever fit around. And what you have is Jaden Hardy and Josh Green are two of the young guys that are, that are on this team. But this team actually was not really willing to let anybody touch in trade conversations. And I kind of understand it. However, I think we might need to have the conversation. Blake, do you believe that Jane Hardy and or Josh Green are pieces that will actually be on a contending Mavs team? I do not think that when we are contending for a championship that these two players will Both be a of part them. of. I think if if one were to stay, it would be Josh. Okay. And obviously, like we said, we're just speculating. We're not in the locker room. From what I've seen from Coach Kidd, the biggest thing when it comes to this kind of stuff is confidence and wh- whether you'll play someone. And Josh Green has shown to get the minutes. And that's a big thing for me. He he's started multiple games. Mm-hmm. He's finished multiple games. Even while he hasn't been playing great offensively, he hustles. He gets loose balls. He kind of gets those, those extra possessions, plays great defense. So I think he is someone. I think his role will diminish more if we're an actual championship contending team. I think he's a guy that's the seventh, eighth guy, ninth guy when it comes to that bench role. Um, Jaden Hardy is a guy that's interesting. Okay. He was somebody that last year lit it up, especially with Kyrie and Luka when either one of them was out of the lineup, injured, whatever it may be. When they slotted in Hardy, he just was like lightning in a bottle. I mean, it was 20 points a night, every night. It was just like, wow. For like a two-week stretch, he looked like one of the best guards in the league. Where like everyone's, myself included, was like, oh my gosh, this guy is going to be Kyrie's backup. Maybe sometimes he can start. He's electric. Then in the preseason, we gave him all those minutes, and they wanted him to be the primary ball handler, and he just wasn't that. Well, to be fair, one thing I do want to say is I don't think you can look at the preseason just as this is the preseason, this is what it is. Oftentimes, preseason teams are using that as an opportunity to try things out. And as you mentioned, putting him as a primary ball handler was something that I think we all knew was definitely out of his range of comfort. Yes. And so... You were trying to test and see if this was something that maybe there was something there that you could probably try and tease out and continue to develop. I think you find out relatively quickly, probably not. He's now, more of a two. What that does mean for him, though, is as a he is a guard. Mm-hmm. He's not a wing. He's You can't play him upsize a little bit. No, he is a guard. And if he's not going to be a ball handling guard, he's an off guard, which means he's a scoring. He has to be like a scoring guard. Yep. Um, and so you need to be able to, and I don't, he's not a starter, not on this team, right? And I don't know how many teams he would be a starter on, but with that being the case, if you are a bench guard, what you need to be is a dude who can come in and fill it up. Especially, he's not he's not a defender necessarily. Um, he can be he can be a jump shooter, but he's not like a spot up shooter necessarily either. Like he's a big creator, right? And so he's with that being very the case, similar to Kyrie, where he doesn't just he he'll have his catch and shoots, but he gets the ball and wants to dribble. He wants to make something happen for sure. And so with that being the case, the name that keeps coming to mind or that has come to mind for me in the past is Jordan Clarkson. Someone like that, like six man. I think if he if he was to be on this team, the idea would be you come in and you get buckets. Mm-hmm. And I thought this would be a really good game to maybe test some of that out as he was coming off the bench. He got 21 minutes in this one and he didn't do poorly per se. Four of nine from the field, eight points, five assists. But I was really hoping that you could get more offense out of him, just more you have one role, and that's to come and fill it in, fill it up. And especially, and look, I know Tim Hardaway Jr. is, it feels like he's in a constant state of limbo on this team. It feels like, is he going to be here for a long time, or is he going to be on a trading block? And those, both of those things are seem equally plausible. But with, with Tim Hardaway Jr. on this team, 
See, THJ kind of fits that role right now, the way yeah. that they're using it. And so with Jaden Hardy, it makes me wonder, does he have a place to be the I'm going to come in and fill it up guy on this roster, especially if if there's, if there's a Tim Hardaway Jr. there? I think we're finding this awkward spot of he's kind of the odd man out. I mean, when I was looking at the roster construction coming in, I'm like, we got a lot of guards. Ton. We got Seth. We got Tim. We I, got I, Green. I Kyrie six. Luka. Yeah, I count six of them. Exum. Yeah. And I was just like, someone is not going to be able to play. At least not a lot of minutes. And I think a lot of us thought that Tim might be traded or have a different role. But he's gone right into that six-man role and been great at that. And that's kind of what you thought Hardy was going to be. So now having that role already assumed, okay, we need a hustle guy. Well, Green and Exum are doing that. They're your hustle guys to play good defense and kind of maybe can set up the offense. So Hardy, like you said, he just doesn't really have a fit. And I think if I'm the Mavs, I think his trade value is going down as the season continues. I think it was at the highest, obviously, in the offseason, maybe the first couple games. I think as the games persist, his trade value is going down. So if I'm the Mavs, probably try to move off of him while there's still some trade value. I think you keep a guy like Green, who's been a great uh, defensive guy, great effort guy, set up the offense, knows the offense, been in those playoff moments. But Hardy is someone that I think still has value, and I love him personally. Great guy. But I just don't see where he fits in the scheme of guards on the Mavs. Yeah, again, I don't know that Tim Hardaway – I don't know if. I don't want to say that. Like, I'm not trying to report anything because I'm no reporter. But I, I like I still wonder because I'm not sold that the idea that Tim Hardaway Jr. is absolutely going to remain on this team. But So, like, the idea that, you know, that fill-it-up role is necessarily a block for him, I don't know is absolutely the case. However, I need to see more development from Jaden Hardy to know if he's going – if he's going to be able to inhabit the role, even if Tim Hardaway Jr. isn't the guy in that spot, yeah. I need to be able to see that Tim or that Jaden Hardy can be that guy consistently. We've seen him do it in the past, so I'm not trying to make it like he didn't do it tonight, and so that means he can't. We've seen him do it in the past. I just want to. I thought this would be a really good opportunity for him to flash that as well. Um, so no, I think this is something that we're going to have to keep watching and keep thinking on as you continue to go by. And uh, you know, obviously, most games you're going to have a ton of Luka Doncic. And Kyrie Irving taking up those guard roles. Um, and then, but I thought this was a great time to maybe see a little bit of it and maybe give us a little bit more insight into something that I imagine as the Mavericks you have to be thinking about. I mean, he's, I'm looking at the splits right now. He's the fourth on the, fourth towards the bottom on the team in minutes per game. He's only getting 10 minutes a game, right. averaging about six points. So the trust isn't there from Jason Kidd to say, I want to roll you out. Dante Axum's getting more minutes, which I did not predict in the offseason. Derrick Jones Jr., Rashawn Holmes. I mean, the list goes on. The only people getting less minutes than him is Seth Curry and Omax. Yeah, along Marquee. those lines of minutes, do you kind of want to see Jaden Hardy go back to the G League to be able to get those minutes? <sighs> That's a tough one because we were talking about the G League earlier, and I think it is a time for development. I think he's kind of – we saw him light it up in the G you League. You think when he's already gonna, passed that? I think he's just already passed that, and that would be almost maybe a strike to confidence mm. for even when he comes back of – do they really believe in me? They sent me down to the G League. Like, oh, Max, it makes sense. He's a rookie. He's raw. Jaden Hardy's not a rookie. He's been through this. He's even did the preseason to the summer league, which some people maybe thought he shouldn't have. He kind of dominated that. So I think he's at the time where you got to play NBA minutes and be productive every night, give you eight, nine, ten points, a couple assists, no turnovers, and be a spark plug off the bench. And it's just a little bit of inconsistency. And I think um, I think I saw Nick say this on Twitter. I might be wrong. Nick Gangstad of Locked On Maps. Yeah, I think he had said something about this where he's that guy where he makes great highlights, but his mistakes are very obvious. They're very glaring. They, they very pop up on the screen. He'll dribble off his knee in a crucial moment. Or he'll throw the ball into the stands, and you're like, what? 
was he thinking? So he just has these moments where it's easy for the coach to pull him. And so I think confidence is just kind of at a low right now. So minutes is a big indication of how a coach is feeling, and his minutes are very low. Well, um, and, and look, these are things that I think is going to be it's going to show over time. Uh, but I, I I just thought it was interesting, especially in a game where these guys, Hardy Green, were going to have to step up more. Yep. Unfortunately, you didn't have a great game, and I don't know that necessarily those things say whether those guys are going to be a part of your team once they're once you're a championship contender. But um. It's it's one more data point in the set. Um, your Mavericks fall to the Memphis Grizzlies, one hundred eight to ninety four at the American Airlines Center tonight. Mavs are eleven and seven, and they will get back on the court. Um, what is that? Tomorrow, in fact, they got the Thunder tomorrow night um, here at the AAC at eight p.m. Um, but yeah, it's the get right right here on one hundred five three. The fan coming up next. We'll have a little sharing time on a Friday night. It's next on the fan. To get right, right here on 105.3 The Fan, Reginald Atatula alongside the fan phenom winner, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Shout out to Larry Flores on the ones and twos. And thank you for rocking with us on a Friday evening, a victory Friday evening in the Metroplex. Uh, Pac-12 championship game, spicy. Spicy in a way that, um, I don't know, I've enjoyed. Uh, this the Washington Huskies had gone up something like what was it twenty to was it twenty to seven or twenty to three? I think it was three. Twenty to three. It was like seventeen to three, twenty to three. Then yeah, they they controlled the first half. They have stormed back to take a twenty four to twenty lead right now. So Oregon leads in this one. And yes, thank you TV for showing me that uh, Oregon had trailed twenty to three in the second quarter. And now uh, Oregon is up. So the Pac-12 championship game getting a little spicy. We're going to keep you up to date with what's happening out at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas uh, right here on The Fan. Uh, Right now, though, let's get you a little bit of sharing time. Uh, Blake. Share, share, share. What you got? So um, mine was just I was scrolling across Twitter Mm -hmm. and I saw a little poll and a bunch of people were interacting with it. And it got me thinking, which one is really the most important? Huh, okay. If you could have one thing free in life out of these five, what would you pick? Okay. One, free flights. Two, free food. Three, free gas. Four, free rent. Five, free clothes. And I think I'm pondering. Sure. And I want the text line. Let us know what you think the best value is. I think free food would be the way to go. For you or just for most people? Oh, I think everyone's going to have a different answer. Sure. But I I think free food would be the one that I would find the best ROI on. I would be able to eat food whenever, wherever, can get steaks. I can fill my body. I don't got to worry about pinching pennies. Yeah, you can can go for all the good stuff, too. I can go for all the good stuff. I don't got to worry. I can eat the healthy stuff, whatever it is. So I feel like I would get the most enjoyment out of that. I feel like with the flights, I would love that. But there's only so many places I want to go. So that would... After like maybe a year or two, if I flew everywhere for free, I'd be all right. Well, that's up. Food can go forever. Well, all right. So what happens? Because I don't. Obviously, there aren't like additional stipulations on it. But what happens if they're like free food? However, <laughs> you can only eat like you know the so-so food. I don't know whatever you want to. You consider got a price limit. Food. It's like a hundred bucks. Not even a price limit because that that wouldn't be free food, right? Yeah. But like free food. However. You can only eat at and look. I'm gonna disparage this place because I don't really rock with it and I feel like you should you should uh, trust your body uh, more than this place. However, if you want to eat there, don't let me stop you from enjoying things. But if it's like all right, free food, but you can only eat at Taco Bell. Yeah, 
I, w- I, mm, I wouldn't do it if that was a stipulation. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm I wonder what. T- I'm not a big TV fan, but uh, if it was just free food, no stipulations, that's that's easy. Just like whatever foods you want for free, yeah. forever. I mean, free rent sounds nice. Yeah. See, that's that was my thing. Is like, and look, this is just me looking at my the way that I do this, right? Um, it's just, hey man, this is the biggest cut of the check, yes. right? So let's get that back on my raw, on my uh, on my situation, and maybe we could change the way that a lot of things go right here. And apparently, people on the text line agree from the two one four. They said rent. I cry every first of the month. Hey, shout out today, yeah. right? Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. There it is. I already I had to call my landlord today to talk about. It. They tried to add a five hundred dollar fee on top of my and for I, what? I it literally said month to month charge. I called. I said, "Hey, what was this about?" Oh, you had a, you had a you had a lease. I I get I called and I was like, "What's the problem?" Is we had already had discussions about it. Oh, you she, said we had already talked. And then she and then they go, "Oh, it's just an accident. We'll take it off." Um, five hundred dollars better. That's a lot, but yeah, rent rent is the most logical. I would say it's the biggest cut, but I think the one I would get the most enjoyment is being able to eat for free everywhere. Yeah, that's great. Just pull up and Nick and Sam's like best table garçon. Come on, got my card. What's what's the worst one on that list? What's the least usable? Hit me with the five again. The it was flights, free flights, food, free food, gas, free gas, rent, free rent, and clothes. I think clothes free is the clothes. five. Oh, I don't know. It depends how much you care about looking nice. Yeah, that's also tough. So like some people are like, I've got all the clothes that I'm ever gonna yeah. need. Like some people are like, I'm very comfortable with my wardrobe, and this is what it is going to be. Yeah. Um, I don't. That's tough. Gas would be really nice, but I feel like in a Especially couple years in that, won't even be, that won't even be important in a couple years. We're gonna have all electric cars, so that one might phase out. I don't know that we're doing that in a couple years. I'm uh, not like sure ten, twenty. Okay, cyber trucks. All right. Uh, so four nine four two. Oh goodness, I can't even read from the nine four zero. I free rent because then I could afford all the food. I like there that. There we go. I like that. There we go. We just redistribute this money to yes. other stuff from the two one four free rent. Buy a million dollar house. And then flip it <laughs> and make money. Oh, that's crazy. I hadn't even, like, you turned this into, like, how do you get the jig going? Because I hadn't even considered the idea of, well, then can you take the free food and sell it and then make it into, like, that? that's just Open a whole. a restaurant. That feels like really violating the spirit of the game uh, here. Yeah. Swaggy Booties on Twitch says, uh, free gas could be lucrative for me. Wonder what what are you what are you what are you doing here? Uh, I, I mean, some people's jobs are just like, I be everywhere. Yeah. Or uh, things like that. At that point, I want the free flights, and I'll just have a private jet drop me off at work. And I can fly to Abu Dhabi, too. That's, I, look, private jet drop you off at work? Where are you landing? Where You landing on uh, Central? You landing on uh, 75? The McDonald's parking lot's pretty big, so. <laughs> crazy. I'll go there. That's crazy. Talk. I think I think close six to easy five. I think it's, because that one's so subjective. Okay. The other four, it's like, I feel like everyone likes So you're saying so. five? Close is five. Air. I'm guessing airline. Air like flight is. I'm four. putting gas at four. Really? I, put, I would put the airline at three. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going one. One rent. Two food. I switch my answer. Three flight. <laughs> that that you remember that five hundred dollars yeah. again? And you're like, yeah. I I wish I wish you would. Rents in the one. Food in the two. Flights in the three. Gas in the four. Ooh. Clothes in the five. It's a great point that we had not considered, especially being a single men like ourselves. Uh, from the 214, take the free food and take dates to Nick and Sam's to impress or just like whatever is the spot. Now, the question is, which one impresses more? Having a flight to take her to wherever you want in the world or taking her to Nick and Sam? Taking her everywhere you want in the world and then buying a Taco Bell. I imagine <laughs> then doesn't buying do, a Taco Bell. Doesn't do exactly what you wanted to, does it now? <laughs> Larry, do you have do you have like an opinion in this? Is there one where you immediately uh, jump to? Oh, yeah, the, the free 
the the rent because my mortgage every single month. Oh my gosh! Even though like I know, right? I mean, the house is mine, right? And so, but it still hurts every single month to have to drop mm-hmm. that much mm-hmm. every single month. I mean, groceries. I mean, I guess. Hey, if I ended up going with the free groceries, man, I'd be hosting all the time, right? You know, <laughs> party at my place. Over, hey, yeah, yeah, whatever y'all want, I got you, right? Then you turn into the spot. At that point, my man, my man, uh, throwing great Gatsby parties. Exactly. Everybody come through. Hey, hey, look, we could we could actually end uh, we could end world hunger. Everybody come over to Larry's. Larry yeah. has some food for you. Free food. I won't cook it, but you know, <laughs> it. it didn't say free chef. You can come. You can come pick it up. Um. All right. So today I went to a career day okay. for middle school. Oh um, God. Oh wow! What was that? Uh, middle, uh, no, just continue. Yeah. Um. And one. This is the second time I've done a career day, and you think I'd be better prepared? I wasn't. Um. How do you? How would you like explain your job to someone like they're five? Like you've heard that expression. Yep. Explain it to me like I'm five. I mean, in a way, right? Doing a career day, you basically have to step in here and be like, "Hey, what do I, you know? What do I do? And how do I explain it to these young folks that I generally don't care? Right? Like they generally don't care. This is part of the day. And they're just going through, and they're really looking for. Do you got some candy? Yeah. Um. So, like, how do you explain your job to the young folks? Because I was like, I honestly am not gonna like. Hey, you 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 listen to the radio, right? Because the answer is <laughs> the answer actually is no. You you told her, right? <laughs> right. And then even if it's like, yeah, I listen to radio. What are you listening to? Uh, music. Well, I don't do that. Like, <laughs> yep. you know what I mean? So, uh, I, I'm interested. Like, how, how do you feel like uh, you you uh, would explain your job? I would probably be the worst at it because I just started. That's so right. I, I, would, I would be like, um, so I got this radio gig. It's like super popular in DFW. You know ESPN? They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be like, I, I'm pretty much that. I'm pretty much ESPN. We're pretty much bigger than ESPN. All the guys you see talk, that's pretty much what I do. Oh, but, uh, so I'm you go pre- you go the route where you just kind of lie about it. Oh, for sure. Or, for actually, sure. let me not say lie. That's not true. Embellish. Embellish. You like yeah. that? Embell. Actually, one of them one of them little boys was like, "Are you famous?" And I was like, "Nah." I, like, I, said, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't lie. I couldn't lie. To, I couldn't do it. I like, could not do yeah. it. Yeah, your your dad listens to me. 105.3 The Fan. Which, honestly, I don't think that gets me the points that I wanted there, right? Like, I don't think that's the yeah. cool points. Like, oh, my dad listens to you. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're boring. <laughs> that's what they would have said. Uh, Swaggy says, I have trouble explaining my job to adults. Touche. Touche. Yeah. Uh, from the 214, I tell them I'm a scientist to keep it easy. That's a great point. Just, like, simplify this. All right? They don't have to actually understand what it is. It just has to be something that's close enough that it, you know, gets the conversation. There's always that one guy that goes in there. I, I haven't been to one, but... <laughs> I guess I've seen videos of that goes in there like super inspired and he's going to change these five-year-olds lives and acting like he's like Deion Sanders giving a speech. Was was anybody like that during your career day? Um, No. Or was everyone kind of chill? Yeah, everybody seems largely chill. Like uh, there was a nice woman next to me who had a, a job that she just, she honestly, she was like, this job is boring. And so she was like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you all about geology. And yes, she decided that telling y'all about geology was more fun than her job. So ah. just, yeah, keep that in mind. What was um, her job? If you can disclose. I don't remember what okay. her job was. Wow, it was why. really boring. She didn't, she didn't bother letting anybody really know what the job was. She was like, you don't want to know. She's an accountant. How about this with this geology right here? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it had to do with geology. She wasn't just like. <laughs> thought she was an accountant. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a hotel manager. But, you know, I felt like the kids could use a geology lesson. I feel like, yeah, kids would like that. Like How mad would you be if you were like, it's a career day? Basically, I'm guessing that they were like, hey, you get to get out of class for this one. And then they're like, actually, we brought the class to you. How about some geology? Oh, yeah, I would be mad. <laughs> I just, I think you hit the nail on it. No kids really paying attention. They should make it when you're like 
14 and you're like about to start making life decisions. Well, I mean, it's middle schoolers. So, and the thing that I found interesting, we got sixth graders, we got seventh graders, we got eighth graders. Okay. Okay. The sixth graders came in. It's crazy the difference in like interest that you get from those just like those three years. Cause uh-huh. like it's just a year, except it's so different. Yeah. Like the sixth graders and seventh graders, wild different. Seventh yeah. graders to eighth graders, wild different. So that was fun. Uh, from the 972, they said, I'm an adult babysitter. I manage a poker room. Poker room. That's right. actually a great way. I get it. I That's understand exactly what's happening that. there as soon as you said that. Because uh, I imagine there's a lot of times where you tell this dude, well, bedtime. You got to take it Larry. out of here. You out of here, buddy. You've had enough, Larry. Lock it up. From the two and four, middle school kids are bad. I wouldn't necessarily say That's that, fine. but I also didn't have to deal with them for longer than about uh, 30 minutes at a time. So. Well, we'll leave it at that. And I guess that's that's our sharing time. Sharing time. For this Friday, December 1st. I say that to remind you, it is rent day. As uh, Blake kindly reminded us, make sure that you get that paid for. Because hey, that unfortunately, rent. that hypothetical doesn't mean nothing for none of us. We're not getting no free rent or mortgages. Uh, coming up next, we'll get you an update on your headlines of the evening on the Get Right. 105 Through the Fan. Oof. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.